This episode of The Nurse Keith Show is sponsored by Tufts Medical Center. Hello, experienced OR nurses. Tufts Medical Center is offering a $10,000 sign-on bonus for your expertise. Tufts OR is a fast-paced, high-acuity, level-one trauma center that performs the full scope of adult and pediatric surgical specialties. Join the world-class OR team at Tufts to enjoy growth and development in your professional practice while being rewarded for your experience. Visit TuftsNurses.com to learn more. That's TuftsNurses.com to learn more. And I thank Tufts Medical Center for their generous support of The Nurse Keith Show. What is the APOE gene and what can it tell you about your health, the health of your patients, and how to live a healthier, more nutritionally sound life? Let's talk all about it with Pamela McDonald, integrative nurse practitioner and author of The Perfect Gene Diet, right here on episode 340 of The Nurse Keith Show. Hey there, this is Nurse Keith. This podcast is, of course, all about you, your personal professional development, your nursing and healthcare career, and the system of healthcare as a whole. And I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews like today's with some of the most inspiring people around. I love having you along for the ride, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. And here's a very, very, very special request. If you find value in this podcast, please consider becoming a valued patron over at patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith. Creating, wow, more than 350 episodes incurs a lot of costs over time. And right now in 2021, I'm asking a hundred regular listeners to pledge $2 a month for a year. That's less than buying me a cup of coffee every month. And you can rest assured that the show contains no added caffeine or sugar just lots of audio awesomeness for you. You can always pledge more and get some great gifts from me, but $2 a month would be really amazing. So head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith to sign up and show your support for the show. So Pam McDonald, welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. It's such an honor and privilege to have you here. And you and I have had some chats already on the phone and We've met and I've read your amazing book that we're going to talk about. And I'm also involved in receiving the kind of care that you're recommending and that we're going to be talking about in today's episode. So the first thing I really want to jump right into, and we'll talk about your stellar bio along the way, but what is the APOE gene and why is it so important to us to know about it? That is an excellent first question. Um, So the APOE gene is a fundamental gene that does a job of transporting fat and cholesterol in the body. And is a, I believe it's a critical gene for multiple kind of disease states, but it was originally researched for cardiovascular disease. And then it was connected to Alzheimer's disease. And then it was connected to um, autoimmune disease with also Parkinson's as a main player. Um, so those are really the four major issues that we're that I work with the uh, gene for. Um, and I see a whole slew of these diseases come across my world. Um, and we're able to actually get people better um, by changing the diet for the individual APOE gene. In person. 
Yeah. And I, full disclosure that I'm actually involved in an APOE gene nutrition program with Kim Evans, your colleague, who's actually been on this show um, just a few months ago, but we didn't go deep into the APOE gene and we had talked about having you on the show and that's how this all came about. And I'm I'm a couple months in to having made radical changes to my diet and my nutrition based on my APOE genotype. So I'm actually coming from the place of actually having instituted changes that are born out of all of your work and this awesome book I have right here on my desk next to me. And I'm already seeing some changes Mm -hmm. in my own life and my own body and my health. So that's where I'm coming from. So thank you very much. You are very welcome. Thanks for doing all this research just for me. (laughs) Um, Just for you. So since it's a gene, in order for us to understand how that gene expresses in our own cells, Mm -hmm. we need to understand what our genotype is, right? Correct. And how do we make that happen? So it's an easy thing to do. It's actually a cheek swab. Um, And so anybody can do it anywhere. Um, You literally open the cheek swab and rub it in the inside of your mouth and then pop it back in to the tube. And then we send it off to the lab and they give us um, your result. so it's it's a very simple, easy thing to do. However, making a decision to do the test is I don't think it should be as quick and easy. Oh yes, I want to get that test done because the information is um, serious information. If you mm-hmm. if you get a gene test result where you really have to make a change. You want to have consciously made that decision to get the testing and make the change. Um, For example, if you come up with an APOE4, um, I actually have the 4 gene myself. Um, Mm -hmm. You have to have kind of journeyed that world of, okay, do I, if I get an APOE4 because I have a family history of heart disease or I have a family history of neurological disease, would I be willing and able to make the changes that are necessary to turn that disease off or prevent a disease? Mm-hmm. So I think people need to, when they're making a decision to do this kind of testing and do this kind of program, they have to be very mindful and they have to say, you know what, I'm either not up to do it right now and I maybe I will in a few years or a few months or maybe I'm absolutely up to doing this and I want to know the information. I am ready to make the change. I'm ready to walk a different path. And I think I take my patients through that kind of consciousness of thinking about that. But a lot of people will go, okay, yes, I just want to make that change. And I just want to do this testing. I'm very excited. And then they get their results. And if they've not thought through it and they come up with an app, normal or an or a alternative genetic expression, APOE2 or an APOE4, and they've not thought it through, then they're going to have a little bit of a challenge. Right. But we can help people through that. Yeah. But I think it's always better to do it ahead of time. Yeah. And since the human genome has been mapped, 
there's a lot of different things we can get tested for. And what most people probably think about these days in popular culture is 23andMe or something like that, where you can find out what percentage you are Chinese and Russian and Indonesian and Native American. And that's really cool. And I haven't spent money or time doing that because it hasn't called my name that strongly. And this is the first genetic test I've ever done is the APOE gene. And I knew that getting this test done meant that whatever results I got, if I really wanted to do something with the data, which, you know, it's great to have data, but you actually have to do something with it to have it actually change your life or change your the tra- trajectory of your health. And I was pretty committed to doing whatever I needed to do based on how this gene expresses in my cells and my body. Um, first of all, though, before we get into some of the more details about the APOE gene, I want to talk about you. And you're an integrative medicine nurse practitioner, and you've spoken mm-hmm. internationally And you really focus on the prevention of chronic illness, especially heart disease and Alzheimer's disease, both of which I have in my family very strongly. Wow. So you have advanced training in surgery, women's health, primary care, PD, pediatric obesity, family practice. You have so much advanced training, mind, body medicine, energy medicine, botanical medicine. So you've walked a path of integrative nursing and medicine for a long time. So before we go back to the APOE gene, I just want to understand where you're coming from in terms of how you look at the body and how you look at the practice of medicine and nursing vis-a-vis the things that you know and the things you believe. So um, I didn't just decide one day, hey, I'm going to do this. Doing an integrative practice, I think, has been in me since I was very young. Um, And it's just the way I look at things, Mm -hmm. right? I look at things um, not from a allopathic uh, view of, okay, you've got this cholesterol disorder, here's a pill. Or you've got this issue, let's just cure you by cutting something out. Um, For me, I look at the fundamental, what's happening here? What's going wrong? What has happened in the whole person? And how can we change that if they want to change that? So I look at the human body as elements. If you look at what we are really made up of, we're 72% water, we're literally 12% food, we're 6% air, we're 4% temperature, and the last 6% is space. Hmm. You do not need to manage the space, but you do need to manage those four other elements. As it relates to your genetic expression of how you transport fat and cholesterol in the body, um, it, that is a huge piece of it. Mm-hmm. The fat doesn't transport around the body by itself. And this is energy, right? This is complex energy. It needs a protein. It's like a taxi, right? You've got a fat particle. Here comes the taxi. It attaches, it transports, it separates it, and it gets used. The body's so smart in doing that. Each genotype has a different 
um, ability to transport that fat. So for me, when I'm looking at a patient, I'm asking, why is healing not happening here? Mm-hmm. Why have we got, why have we gone through brief inflammation, chronic inflammation, changing of the cells, pre-disease and disease? That's what I'm looking at. And I'm asking, why is healing not happening? Why is disease beginning and persisting? And once you know that, you go, I need additional information here. I need to know what genetic expressions are underneath the tip of the iceberg. What do, what do we need to gather to be able to say, hey, this is your genetic expression. You can't clear fat and cholesterol, or you can clear it really, really well, mm-hmm. and you're not consuming enough. Right. So. I'm looking at the patient from that perspective. And it's so clear to me. I remember having an experience working in primary care medicine going, you know, I've just figured this out for one patient. And I know why this patient got heart disease. I I know exactly what the genetic expressions were. I know what his APOE is now. And I gave him the diet. We turned off a metabolic syndrome. And now he's healthy. And that was what was missing. He was eating the wrong diet. Mm-hmm. So I basically couldn't do the pills and surgery route anymore. Or the cookie cutter uh, nutrition plan for a person with heart disease, right? There's often cookie cutter plans. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or here, take this medication. It's going to stop you from having a heart attack, right. which it doesn't do. Yeah. So we know that. So Pam... Let's, let's use, I'm going to use myself as an example. So mm-hmm. when I first spoke with Kim Evans, your colleague, we talked about my health and then we talked about having her on my show and she told me about your book and told me about her program. And I gave it some thought for a couple of weeks and decided to do the program. And then we also decided we would have you on the show. So I had given Pam my whole history and whatever labs I had from the last couple of years. And, you know, I've reflux disease and and heart disease and lipids out of control and not pre-diabetes, but, you know, kind of heading in that direction because my mom was diabetic. My dad had a number of heart attacks and he also had Alzheimer's disease and had very okay. severe heart disease and all sorts of things. And I have chronic pain. Like there's all sorts of inflammatory things happening in my body. So, you know, when I went to a cardiologist, the cardiologist looked at my lipids and looked at everything and he prescribed uh, a statin. And then I went back for follow-up and we had another conversation. And after two visits, you know, and then talking with Kim, and then reading some of your materials, I was like, wait a second, the cardiologist is dealing with my cardiovascular health and my family history, right? So, you know, all sorts of stuff happening on both sides. And right. I thought, did he ever ask me any questions about what I eat? And the answer was absolutely not. And then I thought about the questionnaires I filled out before I saw him for the first time. There was nothing in the questionnaire about my diet at all. And I'm seeing a cardiologist. So that really gave me pause. And I got the APOE gene test and I came up a four, three, which is, can also be written three, four, right? There's Correct. four different yes. expressions of the gene based on the, you know, um, alleles or is that what they're called? The alleles? Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm a four, three. And so what I read in your book is that I'm part of 
think it's 18% of the population who really can't process fats very well. So Correct. I have to eat in a very, very specific way. And I was told by someone else prior to this that I needed to eat a very, very high fat diet. You know, I needed to do basically a keto diet, which is actually mm-hmm. opposite of what your program recommends. So, right. and I have to say that after several months doing your program, I've lost 13 pounds. I feel really wow. good. My, my chronic pain is actually somewhat diminished and I have a sense that I'm going to actually be able to go off a number of medications that I'm taking. So mm-hmm. I'm a nurse. I've been trained in some holistic ways of looking at um, the world in the, through the medical lens. And that's where my interests lie. And mm-hmm. I look at the allopathic world and I think it's really failed me. So what do we say about, I mean, I'm just one person of many, many people, right? So how do we, how do we look at this in the context of that we're, we're nurses and medical professionals and we want to do the best for our patients. Right. Um, so the allopathic world uses pills and surgery mainly, right? Mm-hmm. They, they don't have time to sit and talk to a patient about their diet. They don't have time to get to know who you are. The insurance company probably gave him maybe 30 minutes with you maybe less time. So the business of medicine um, is not very good at helping people prevent and reverse disease. Mm-hmm. It's good at band-aiding it, but it's not good at preventing and reversing it. And, and he probably has not ever heard about the APOE gene. And mm-hmm. um, I get that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in fact, I had a patient on Wednesday who went and saw a doctor And he said, "Um, well, I'm eating good fats because I'm an APOE 2-3. And he goes, that's a bunch of bunk. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, do you know what an APOE is? He says, no, and I don't care. And there's no such thing as good fat. I'm like, okay. And he's on a visit with me, very upset um, because he's had this experience with a doctor who doesn't know how to integrate nutrition into a visit. Mm -hmm. So I think that world um, is where the patient, the average patient goes, but it's really not where they want to be. Mm -hmm. They want to be seen as a human being, be part of the conversation, their expertise and who they are and who, what they know about themselves and what they want. You, you went to be able to help your health prevent a heart heart attack or heart disease from developing. And he probably didn't even ask you, what did, what did you, what did you want? What do you want to do? Do you want to do a pill or do you want to do something different? Mm -hmm. Did he recommend seeing a dietitian? No, no, no. So that, that world is not educated in what the integrative piece and what, what's available for you, the person who has heart disease. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just not there. Yeah. And I think you need to go to an integrative person who thinks differently, who will give you that right. piece of information. It, and that's what you're getting from Kim. And Mark. Yeah. And you see, one of the sad things to me is that 
you know, those of us who are privileged enough to be able to afford to see an integrative provider that our insurance won't cover and then pay out of pocket for any labs that an insurance provider won't cover, you know, it's great that we can do that. And we also know there are so many people we would love to reach with these messages and the, what we might call the healthcare industrial complex can stand in the way of us reaching the general population with a lot of this. And then there's also the fact that, like you were saying about 10 minutes ago, you have to be ready to get this information and then do something. And in our particular culture, most of us would rather have a pill to fix something than to change the way we eat or the things we do in our life from day to day. Don't you think that's true, both of those things in this culture? I think, yes, I do think so. But if given a a chance, Mm -hmm. if given an opportunity to sit with an integrated medicine provider, they would see it differently Mm -hmm. because different questions are asked, different thoughts are provoked. And then we do have a culture in this country of people who want to have what integrative medicine is offering. So yes, the major... Um, offering in it in an exam room today is a pill. Mm-hmm. When people are given the opportunity to do an integrative medicine approach, they will take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's more human. That's right. Yeah, and it's hard. And in this culture, it can be very difficult, especially if you're poor, um, to make certain nutritional changes. We have a lot of people who live in food deserts, and you know, we have a lot of people who are challenged in that way. However, I think you're right that that people do want to feel good. They do want to feel better and they want to lose weight or they want to prevent a heart attack. They don't want to die the way their father did. You know, I'm I'm in that particular right. camp. And right. I'm 57 and I'm really determined to turn around everything I have going on and I think I'm actually already on my way doing your program. And it's for me, it's it, there. It's there's there's no other choice at this particular point, personally. Right, right. So um, I'll just give you an example. Pa- uh, my second to last patient on Wednesday. This lady um, did her APOE test. Um, I gave her a, a plan of care on Monday, and she immediately started to do it. One of the things when she came in on Wednesday. She said, I cannot believe that this is working already, Hmm. but I think it is because my hands were swollen, have been swollen for the longest time, and I can now take my rings off. And she took her wedding ring off Uh and her engagement ring in my exam room. She said, that has not happened to me in a very long time. Hmm. She said, do you think it's already working? I said, of course it is. You've gone from an inflammatory diet to an anti-inflammatory diet and your body's responding immediately. Mm-hmm. And that's how quickly it can happen. So, you know, it, it can happen. It can happen to you and it's probably already happening to you. You've just got a disease burden that's probably a little bit higher than most. Mm-hmm. And, and now you're beginning to see change and you're beginning to feel better. Um, I want to address the cost and the availability that you just mentioned, you know, um, 
APOE testing um, is the labs give us a price, right. and we have to you know go with that price. We can't we can't do anything about that. Right. However, doing an advanced panel, doing all the inflammatory markers, doing um, all of the other tests that I recommend, looking at thirteen different types of cholesterol, mm-hmm. not just two groups. Right. Medi- Medicare pays for that. Mm-hmm. Medicare pays for it four times a year. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of you, the patient, saying, all right, if I got heart disease or I have a normal screening cholesterol panel and I'm taking a statin drug, um, what else do I need to know? You need to know what the 13 different types of cholesterol are. You need to get an advanced panel. You need to go to your doctor and ask him for an advanced panel that will give you that information because you can have an actual completely normal screening cholesterol test and your advanced panel can be completely abnormal. Mm-hmm. And that's because you're not eating the right diet. But no one mentions the advanced cardiac lipid panel, which I actually had done this morning, actually. I hey, had it drawn excellent. 11 tubes this morning. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was very exciting. And um, again, these things aren't brought up in your normal exam room. No cardiologist or provider has ever mentioned an advanced cardiac lipid panel to me. Very few ever mention nutrition, including the cardiologist. You know, and you and Kim are the first to really dig deep with me personally and help me parse out how my diet is affecting my body based on a genetic test so that there's, there's no argument with what's happening inside my body. And when we come back from the break, I want to really dig more into the APOE gene and the test and how you came up with this particular program and the writing of your book and how people can avail themselves of this and really change their lives and their health like I am actually doing right now. So how does that sound? Sounds great. Great. Okay. So we will be right back for the second half of episode 340 of the Nurse Keith Show. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. I have an important message from our generous sponsors at Tufts Medical Center, which I'll add parenthetically, is located in the glorious city of Boston, Massachusetts, where a number of my beloved family members and dear friends, and admittedly a piece of my heart, happily reside. Tufts is a world-class healthcare organization with world-class nurses. Tufts is growing, and they're looking for excellent nurses to be a part of their future. You'll find rewarding nursing opportunities in many advanced care settings, such as critical care, med surge, and OR, where you can practice alongside other expert professional nurses. Not only is Tufts MC one of the nation's most prominent academic medical centers, it's also a place where your voice as a nurse will be heard and appreciated. Isn't it time to bring your expertise to Tufts Medical Center, where you'll be valued for your input and respected for your knowledge? Nurse recruiters are waiting to talk to you about their immediate openings in critical care, med surge, and OR. Visit tuftsnurses.com to get started. That's tuftsnurses.com to take your nursing career to the highest level. And I thank Tufts Medical Center for their generous support of the Nurse Keith Show. 
please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value the show so much that they're willing to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. And now in 2021, I am making a special request for 100 regular listeners, that's you, to pledge $2 a month for a year to help support the show and keep things moving along. $2 a month is less than buying me a cup of coffee every month, and you're going to get some great audio awesomeness in return for your generous support. So head over to patreon.com, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash Nurse Keith to show your support for The Nurse Keith Show. And finally, if you know someone who could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, you receive credit for an hour of coaching with me and there's no expiration date on that credit. So you can keep it in your proverbial back pocket until you need it most. And remember, you can refer as many people as you like and continue to accrue those coaching credits, which I think is an amazing deal. Those are my sincere asks of you, and I want to thank once again Tufts Medical Center for their generous support. So now let's dig back into today's topic. And welcome back to the second half of the episode. Please remember the show notes are going to be located at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 340-340, where you can learn all about Pamela McDonald, nurse practitioner integrative nurse practitioner and her book, The Perfect Gene Diet and her APOE gene nutrition program, which I personally am doing right now and I'm feeling so good. So Pam, I'm so glad you're here and it's exciting to talk to you right now at a time when I'm actually doing this program and feeling Mm -hmm. really great and feeling like Mm -hmm. things are really changing in my life and my health as we speak right now. So Let's first go back in the the little way back machine and just give us really briefly the story of why this happened. Why did you start down this particular path in terms of the APOE gene? I know you have a personal story. I do. Yeah. So when I was nine years old, my grandfather um, died of heart disease. Mm -hmm. And of course, at nine you have no tools, right? You just live through it. And it's, you put that experience in the back of your mind and then somewhere along the line, it comes out again. So, um, when I was working in primary care medicine, um, though my, actually my husband came into his physician and said, you know, um, I want to make sure that I don't have heart disease. So the doctor said, well, you have got a cholesterol of 140. You're fine. Um, and you live with Pam. So your diet is good and you're an exerciser. So your risk of heart disease is pretty much very, very low. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, but you know what? How do you know that I don't have heart disease already? He said, well, we don't. But you know what? There's a heart scan in Walnut Creek. Go get a... Um, a heart scan and let's take a look at your coronary arteries. So we actually both went. Um, I went first and um, my heart scan came up on the computer, completely normal, black, nothing. He, he was a little nervous and went in, 
got it done. His came up on the computer, white spots all over the place. Hmm. And he looked at that and he said, what is that? And they said, well, you know, we'll have the cardiologist take a look at it. And I knew exactly what it was. Um, and then he got the report, but he was very quiet in the car on the way home. And when he got home, he kind of disappeared and I didn't think anything more of it. And then I went looking for him about an hour later and he was in the bedroom crying. Hmm. And I, he said to me, am I going to die? And that kind of brought something up inside of me that said, absolutely not. We're going to find out why this is happening. And I took a little time off and did some research. I mean, I did a lot of digging and found out that we actually have 13 different types of cholesterol. We have the APOE gene that's directly connected to heart disease. And I went to work and we tested him. He had, an ab he had a normal APOE, but an abnormal advanced panel with something called a pattern B trait. So he had a genetic cholesterol um, disorder turned on. He also was slightly insulin resistant, slightly hypertensive, slightly um, glucose intolerant, which is that beginnings of the metabolic syndrome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we right. put him on a high fat diet for 12 weeks, or I should say higher fat diet for 12 weeks because he was a runner. And what we did is we turned off his genetic pattern B trait. Um, his blood pressure went to normal. His insulin went to normal. His glucose went to normal because we were feeding him the right amount of fat, protein, and carbohydrate for his genetic transportation expression. Mm -hmm. So if you look at, I, I want to explain a little bit more about this because this is really the, the, the basic reason why he got better. Yeah, go for it. If you, if you look at fat, if you look at the biochemistry of fat and, the, and carbohydrate, carbohydrate is carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen, usually in a chain times two. Fat is carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen in chain times 32. It's a very long sugar molecule. So he was eating a lot more carbohydrate and a lot more protein and um, not enough good fat. So his long-term fuel was not there. Mm -hmm. When you eat carbohydrates, the body uses it fairly quickly. And then when you eat fat, it comes behind the carbohydrate to fuel the body once the carbohydrate is gone. And he wasn't doing that. So when we gave him more good long-term fuel, he was able to have fuel to be able to make his muscle mass more active. And I usually use an, an example of why does Michael Phelps eat 12,000 calories and I only get to eat 1,800, mm -hmm. right? He has an engine in his muscle that is like a Porsche. Mm -hmm. He's pulling in the fuel really quickly and he's using it. If he went to 2,000 calories, he would not be able to win the gold medal. Mm -hmm. He would not have the, the power in his muscles to move him forward to swim and win the gold medal. So that's what was happening to my husband. He was not having enough fuel and his muscles were not able to clear the cholesterol, the fat, and turned on a genetic pattern B trait of heart disease, which means the smaller particles of cholesterol were coming out of his liver going into his artery and penetrating the lining of his artery and causing oxidation and inflammation, which causes heart disease to happen. Mm -hmm. It's the byproduct. It's the leftover inflammation that sits on the lining of the artery and causes it to plaque out.
Mm-hmm. Blackout. I like that. So yeah. he was an assiduous runner. He was an exerciser. And there was just something missing here. And he was using more short-term fuel, which caused, I guess, insulin spikes, et cetera, et cetera, right? Correct. So there was a lot of complicated Correct. stuff happening physiologically, but that's some of what was going on. So, well, well, actually what he was doing, he was following the Heart Association's guidelines. Yes. Yeah, of course. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Pritikin, COVID Bailey, all of the people back then who were really touting a low-fat diet to prevent heart disease. Mm-hmm. And this is the piece. You have to know what your genetic expression is, not what the general guideline is. It's what is right for you, mm-hmm. the individual. And what genotype is he in terms of the APOE gene? He's a 3-3. Three, three. And what percentage of the population falls where he falls? About 55 to 60, 65% of the population. Wow, so it's a majority just- of the population. The majority of the population, yeah, uh, yeah. If you look about sixty, it, you know, depends on which research project you look at. It's about sixty percent right. of the population, and but that leaves forty mm-hmm. percent of the population, yes, that has an abnormal gene type. Right, and I'm a four three, which puts me in that eighteen percent of the population where a low fat diet is actually what I need to do, and I exactly. need to be very specifically conscientious about the types of fats that I do eat. So that's where that the low fat diet that's been poo pooed by so many people for so long actually is the one that my particular genotype is calling for. And it's actually pretty clear because of the weight loss I'm experiencing and how much better I'm feeling and the other changes that are happening in my body right now. So if someone wants to get an APOE gene test, who do they mm-hmm. go to to say, hey, will you order this for me? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so um, you can definitely go have a conversation with your physician mm-hmm. or your provider. Usually nurse practitioners are probably better and PAs are probably better and understand it a little bit better. I don't think your average cardiologist is going to order this test. No. Um, I, do, I do have a program. Um, where people can come and get it done with me. Mm-hmm. So now that's super available to a lot of people. Um, but I think a place to start would be to read the book, get some very good education, and then um, you can get the APOE gene done uh, with 23andMe. That's definitely something that you, if you wanted to go ahead and do that, you can uh, get that test done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can come and get the solution from my online program. That would be a, a you know, an easier way for you. Right. If you can't. Exactly. Right. And it's the perfect gene diet. That's the book. And I have it right here. I've read almost all of it, not the entire thing, but I've read a lot of it because it actually is having a big impact on me personally. So I've, mm-hmm. I have a vested interest in reading it and understanding this as much as I can. So mm-hmm. um, what are the questions that we want to bring to our providers when we're talking about this sort of stuff, whether it's an integrative provider or not? What are the things we need to ask? Or if I'm a nurse working with that provider, what are the kinds of questions I might want to elicit from my patients? So um, you, ha- you have to take a look at where the patient is right now. Mm-hmm. If the patient's on a medication and they say, you know, 
one, I can't tolerate this medication. Um, a lot of people who have um, statin drugs given to them, they end up not taking them because they have side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you um, in the last several years, I've seen a lot of people taking um, statin drugs who get um, cognitive impairment mm-hmm. by taking it. So if you have that kind of showing up or you get muscle pain, mm-hmm. then that that class of medication you cannot take. So how are you going to deal with your cholesterol issue? And if you find yourself in that place, then you've got to say, all right, I got to do something about my diet. Do I want to do something about my diet? Can I do something about my diet? Who's going to help me do that? And which diet do I choose? Mm -hmm. Um, Gathering a little bit more information, I think would be really important, starting with an advanced panel and then saying, all right, so not only is my screening cholesterol test abnormal, my advanced panel is abnormal. How can I change that? What do I do? Um, you could do trial and error, or you can say, all right, I need to get an additional uh, set of information and I need to do an APOE test. How do you transport fat and cholesterol? Mm-hmm. Um, now, there is a subset of people out, out there who have APOE 2, APOE 2, 2, or 2, 3. Um, and those people can actually have a completely normal screening cholesterol test, a cholesterol 120 is a very normal uh, cholesterol um, result for APOE 2.3 or 2.4. Why is that? Because they transport fat and cholesterol very, very quickly. And so screening the panel can be completely normal. So you can actually be a person who goes to your doctor and the doctor says, oh, your cholesterol is completely normal. No worries. You're not getting heart disease. Even though you do have a family history of heart disease, you're not getting it because your cholesterol is 120. And your LDL is 76. Mm-hmm. So you're fine. That is not the case for APOA 23s. You have to get the advanced panel because the advanced panel is going to tell you the true story plus something else called an LP little a, mm-hmm. which is an independent risk factor for developing carotid artery disease and heart disease. And it's a very aggressive particle in men mm. also. Mm-hmm. So I think additional information what can I do? What can I, the consumer, do today when I have a physical coming up in the next couple of weeks? You can tell your provider, I would like additional information. I want to get an advanced panel. I want to get an LP delay. I want to look at the inflammatory markers, C-reactive protein, LPLAC2, fibrinogen, TMAO. These are all very important tests to look at to see what is your stroke risk and what is your heart attack risk. That's what I would suggest people do. Hmm. And you have to be educated to be able to ask for these things. And if you get pushback from your provider, that you can actually push back again and say, no, I can actually, my insurance will cover this and I would like it done. Now, if I'm a nurse working in an office with a provider and I Mm -hmm. overhear or I notice that the provider I work with kind of shrugs off this kind of stuff and tries to put patients off from pursuing such advanced um, diagnostics. What can I do as a nurse in my practice? Um, well, you could educate the provider. Um, you could also contact um, some 
company like Quest Diagnostics, who owns the science, by the way, mm-hmm. for this type of um, testing. Uh, you can get, gather the information and bring it to your provider and say, hey, you know, this is really good information. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we may want to start to do that as a, uh, a practice because it will give our patients a lot more information. Now, a lot of the times providers don't have time to be able to look at this detailed information and say, all right, okay, I don't have time to do it. It's just, let's just give them a statin drug anyway. No, that's not the case. Because even if you're taking a statin drug, it doesn't turn off a pattern B trait. What turns a pattern B trait off is changing your diet. Mm -hmm. So the nurse can be an advocate by either educating the patient and giving them the information they need or intervening by doing the research themselves and then educating the provider with whom they work and saying, hey, this actually is a thing and we could actually do a lot of good for our patients if we institute this. What if I do all the research, bring the information to you, and then we can make a decision what we want to do together? So the nurse can advocate. And then you can test. The the nurse can get tested and say, oh, look at this. Uh Uh-huh. Right. The nurse can do it him or herself. Yeah. The guinea pig, right? (laughs) Right. And while we're on the subject of integrative practice, like trying to bring all this other, these other ways of looking at health into focus, and you're an Mm -hmm. integrative nurse practitioner, if Mm -hmm. I'm a nurse, or even maybe a nurse practitioner, or maybe I'm in nurse practitioner school, and I actually Mm -hmm. realize that yeah, there's a lot to offer in allopathic medicine, but there is a lot more out there. I would like to func- function as an integrative NP, or I'd like to work in functional medicine, a related field. Mm-hmm. What do you recommend to the nurses and nurse practitioners out there who they want to do work like you do? They want to work mm-hmm. with patients and dig a lot deeper and go past the mm-hmm. cookie cutter solutions. For a nurse who wants to change their career and become an integrative provider, how do they go about doing that? So um, I did a fellowship in integrative medicine at the University of Arizona with Dr. Andrew Weil and Victoria Mazes. Wow, okay. It is an incredible program. Um, it takes two years to do, but it will be probably one of the best two years of your life. Um, they have um, programs for nurses, RNs, RDs, um, people who want to be coaches. Um, there's a lot of great programs the Dr. Weil Center for Integrative Medicine has pretty much for everybody across the board in, in medicine today. Whether you're a resident MD or you're a RN who wants to be um, a coach, there is a program that you could take. Um, and I think just Going to the website and taking a look at what's available would be a first step. Um, If you're already a nurse practitioner, you may want to think about uh, looking at doing APOE testing and advanced panel testing in your practice um, and and having a registered dietitian join you Mm -hmm. to be able to make these things happen. Um, One of the things that I love to do is to teach nurse practitioners what I do. And um, we have a whole process of how to do that and bring my program into their practice if they want to do that. Um, A lot of um, 
just nurses are um, doing it themselves and they're coaching people. Um, so I think there's a lot of things that nurses can actually do. Mm-hmm. Just get an advanced panel yourself mm-hmm. and see what's below the tip of the iceberg for you and see how you feel when you change your diet. Mm-hmm. Just go from an inflammatory diet to an anti-inflammatory diet and read my book and look at the general recommendations. Just try that. Right. And then, you know, see how you feel. Right. So start with yourself, right? Yes. And and yes. practice on yourself in a way and yes. see what kind of results you get, see how you feel, see what happens. Um, then mm-hmm. maybe do a fellowship or some sort of training or go to conferences and learn more about integrative and functional medicine. Talk to yes. other people who are doing it. Find other integrative right. nurse practitioners so that you realize you're not alone. And there's a lot of other NPs and nurses out there who think this way. Maybe the American Holistic Nurse Association is a place to hang out. Maybe you'll meet people there or other organizations. Are there, is there a professional organization for nurse practitioners who practice integratively? Um, that is a good question. Hmm. I am not a member of an integrative medicine nurse practitioner program or in a um, association, um, but I could find out. Maybe you need I'll to start you know. one. Yeah. Maybe. And, or Kim. Kim's great. Kim, doing yeah, that kind Kim of Evans. Thing. Okay. We'll have her. Well, let's put her on it. Let's make her do it. <laughs> so the book is the, the Perfect Gene Diet. And what year was this published? Um, 2010. 2010. The forwards by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And it is really a great book. And I've really dug pretty deep into it and have really enjoyed it. And I'm obviously getting a lot out of it. Boots on the ground. Like I'm actually doing a lot of this stuff. And I've joined the APOE Gene 43 Club. So I'm one of those lucky 18 percenters who have to like be super, super careful with fats. <laughs> um, so, but it can be done. That's what I'll say from my own perspective. It can be done. And it hasn't been that painful, really. I haven't I haven't had that difficult a time making the switch mostly to, to all plant-based fats. And um, my cravings for particular things have actually diminished. I don't mm-hmm. crave Excuse certain you. foods like I used to, which is really interesting to me. And I right. don't quite understand physiologically what's happening there, but I definitely find the cravings are, are very much diminished, which is mm-hmm. fascinating to me. So what would you say is actually, before we go, what's happening inside my body right now? As I make these changes, what what can we picture in our mind's eye that's happening in in my cells as I make this change to a very anti-inflammatory diet? What's going on? So I have a very interesting handout. you may have it, or, or if you don't, I'll, I'll get it to you. Mm-hmm. So I, I put this um, diagram together of on the left side is a picture of a hamburger, French fries, and a Coke. Mm-hmm. And then underneath it, I have a cell. When you eat that French fry Coke meal, a hamburger meal, that is the chemistry that goes into your stomach. It gets 
metabolized and goes into your system and it builds every cell and cell membrane. Mm -hmm. So if you think about the fatty acid profile of the French fries, trans fat, the hamburger is saturated fat, trans fat, right? That goes into the cell wall and builds the cell and cell membrane. Now you continue to do that inflammatory fat diet and protein diet and carbohydrate diet. You're going to build a body of billions of cells with that inflammatory food. Mm-hmm. Once you learn how to, um, let's say you got exposed to an infection, a virus, right? That we're all dealing with right now. What comes out to heal the body to, or to support the body is inflammatory chemistry. That inflammatory chemistry comes out and actually keeps you inflamed. Mm-hmm. It's doing its job, but it's, it's inflamed. You are fully inflamed. Now, if you're a 4-3 and you can't clear, then you're going to have this inflammatory chemistry that is chronic. It's in the system and it's at a low level. You don't naturally always feel it, mm-hmm. but it's underlying. And if it gets too high, then you start to feel it by pain. What's inflammation, right? Uh, swelling, heat, pain, mm-hmm. right? That's inflammation. When you switch over and you start to feed your body correctly with the right food, then you start to build a different cell and cell membrane. And then when you're exposed to a virus, you know, what comes out keeps you at ease versus disease. Mm -hmm. So think about why does a person end up in the ICU on a ventilator um, with COVID? And why does a person just get a little bit of a cold? Well, the immune system is supporting that person, but also the inflammatory response is either not supporting or supporting that person. And I think we need to be kind of aware. And if you, if I look at this, you know, this handout that I created, you look at all the inflammatory chemistry. I wrote it in 2007. And all of the inflammatory chemistry that we're looking at for, you know, kind of, cytokine storm and people who have inflammatory diseases right now because of COVID, um, this is what the basis of this whole inflammatory response is. And what's happening to you is you're clearing because you can, and you're building a different cell and cell membrane. Omega-6s versus omega-3s. Omega-6s upregulate inflammation. Omega-3s downregulate. The hamburger French fry has got loads of omega-6s. It's the standard American diet. But now you've switched over to an anti-inflammatory omega-3-based diet, which is down-regulating inflammation and clearing inflammation. This is the basis of it. This is why you feel better. And that's what's happening in my cells right now? Yes. So thank you from the bottom of my cells <laughs> um, for <laughs> helping me helping me get to this place. And I look forward to chatting with you in a few months or you know later this year when I've done this for even longer. So if people want to get in touch with you, the mm-hmm. easiest way for them to do so is to go to apoegenediet.com, right? You can do that or you can uh, the email is apoegene two three four at me.com. APOEGene234 at me.com. People can also go to facebook.com forward slash APOGene diet. And Instagram is APOE 
gene program. And then you're also on LinkedIn, Pamela McDonald FNP. And I'll have links to all of those in the show notes. And I really recommend that people who are listening, who are interested in this, either professionally, and you should be interested personally also, reach out to Pam, have a conversation with her and consider getting the test done, the APOE gene test. And then you and I can have a chat on the phone after a few months and we can compare notes about how you're doing and how um, what gene type, genotype you are once you get your APOE gene type done. So Pam, thank you so much. This has been really wonderful. And we will have a lot more to talk about next time we have you back. But I also recommend people at the very least go to Amazon or your website and buy your book, The Perfect Gene Diet. So I really, really appreciate you being here. And thanks for all this great work because I'm benefiting from it very personally. Thanks for having me. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nurse Keith Show. And remember, please go to the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 340, 340 to learn all about Pamela McDonald, the APOE gene diet, and her book, The Perfect Gene Diet. I hope you feel uplifted, empowered, and informed from this episode. And I hope you take some inspired action every day in the interest of your personal and professional satisfaction, development, and growth. And if you need personalized holistic career coaching to elevate your career, look no further than nursekeith.com. Get a 10% discount if you mention the show. And if you mention APOE Gene or Pamela McDonald, you'll get 15% off your first coaching package. So please remember to mention that. And again, please consider becoming a patron of the podcast at patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith. I'm asking a hundred regular listeners in 2021 to pledge $2 a month for a year, or you can pledge more to avail yourself of some cool prizes and premiums. If you would do me the honor, please become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. The Nurse Keith Show is a proud member of the Health Podcast Network. Check them out at healthpodcastnetwork.com. The Nurse Keith Show is adroitly produced by Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting and Mark Cappy Spiesen is our stalwart social media ringmaster. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith saying adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. And... My friend and new friend of the pod, Pamela McDonald, nurse practitioner, bidding you adieu from? Idaho. <laughs> Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. From the beautiful Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Thank you, Pam. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we will catch you on the flip side. <laughs>